Yeah, I'll always be a metalhead. Nothing can take that away from me. Right. I mean, not jail, not people, not religion, not anything. I'll always be a metalhead. 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 You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back, Metalheads, to another episode of the Great Metal Debate Podcast. I'm Xander, and today we're going to be talking about a flaming deathcore band, Nistful, from Fort Myers, Florida. This heavy hitter of a group has gifted us with their crushing software album, The Creation of God. A big part of what we do on this channel is to help promote lesser-known underground bands. We know that there have been two other major releases that have also dropped on October 7th, which include the new Lamb of God album and the new Goat Horror both of which need zero introduction. We don't want the underdog in the scene to get too overshadowed. Before listening to this new record, I decided to purchase Nithifold's debut Paradisium Ruination on Bandcamp Friday to give myself a taste of what's to come. Boy, am I glad I did. This band sounds like one long continuum of the breakdown from the song Blasphemian by Infinite Annihilator. Imagine if that one breakdown never ended and just kept going and going. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking that something like that would get really old really fast. Well, no. I can't go any further into this review without mentioning the star of the show, Derek Connolly. He is by far one of the most talented New Age vocalists going right now. It is clear that his main influence must be Dickie Allen, and he has taken that signature sound and dialed it up to 11. The precision of vocal technique has been beyond perfected. The first track we hear on this solid new release is titled The Book of Divinity. It begins with some of the most raspy-sounding high-pitched screams. After the intro, we are immediately blown away by the grounded blast beats by the drummer. The song as a whole slams with constant teases of the song ending, but keeps going back to hit you in the face with barbed wire baseball bat. This is a reoccurring theme throughout the entirety of God's creation. Next, we have a track called The Tyrant which also guest features Kyler Cheek from the band Stygian Complex on vocals. He has a rather ominous opening with those warped and distorted voices saying something sinister before grossing the listener out those wet girdles that sound absolutely disgusting in the best possible way. Drunk Creation follows with yet another guest vocalist. This time we have Adam Warren from my personal favorite deathcore band, Oceano. I once had the pleasure of meeting him and having a nice long conversation with him when I watched him in Nashville a few years back. He's a great guy and one of the most monstrous vocalists in the scene. Of course, we are not at all disappointed with this fucking killer performance alongside this lesser-known but devastatingly good band. I love when popular people in the genre help promote underground bands. Incestual Infamy is probably my favorite song on this new album, as Derek holds his own on vocal delivery. I also enjoy the fact that this one has a pretty decent guitar solo played by Nick Saia. Nick is the main instrumentalist who writes all the music for the band, including bass and drums. That, of course, is supported with the nasally tunnel throat maneuver by Derek, which is further complemented with gnarly gutturals. The Ten Pestilences of Egypt and Jephthah the Devouted both give us more of the hellish soundtrack that we all came here for. 
Father Feticide seems to have a slight symphonic feel to its intro, with the demonic vocals layered over it. There's an operatic backtrack that plays throughout the song's duration, which amplifies the listener's experience. Now would be a good time to explain that, according to the description in their Bandcamp page, the lyrical concepts are told from Satan's perspective as he takes over the kingdom of heaven and overthrows God. At least that was for the band's debut. Judging from the lyrical video for the entire album stream on YouTube, the concept seems to follow a similar path with either twisted biblical scriptures or tales of post-religious world. Moving on, we have the seventh track titled Preptium Avarice 2. I genuinely enjoyed the sections of this album where the vocals sound like the almighty Batman himself is speaking. This one has yet another standout guitar solo followed up with more bestial snarls, which mocks the Bible. The book of Samuel 18, verse 27, David took his men with him and went out and killed 200 Philistines and brought back their foreskins. This ends with the evil laugh and merges with the next track, which is written in Roman numerals. According to Google, this apparently translates to a calendar date. I'm not sure what the date is. All I know is that I-I-X-X-V-I-I-L XXB is yet another banger that features another guest vocalist named James Cole. The King of Sin features two more guest vocalists. One of them is Fred Nihilist from the band Nihilist, and the other is Goy from the band Beyond Devastation. One thing that made me laugh a little was that there is a part where we hear an extremely high-pitched screech that sounds like a tea kettle steaming. I'm glad that we only hear that twice on the track during the beginning and the conclusion. The rest of the song is just as brutal as you'd expect it to be. Another thing that I appreciate about the album is its overall runtime. Most of the songs exceed the five and six minute mark, and the whole album clocks in at an hour and 15 minutes long. I can't help but love how the song Mother of Flesh has a headbang-worthy chug riff that has an element of grooviness to it. The breakdowns within the track leave the listener feeling as if an evil spirit has entered their soul's vessel. The Bible quote, Luke 1, verse 31 you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. It's said backwards, with the most unholy tone possible towards the end of the track. Sacramentum of Philicide is yet another death chord delight, complete with a bleh, going into the mix for good measure. This one also features another guest vocalist, Kyle Whedon from the band Cartosa, who provides echoing gutturals and legitimate swine-sounding pig squeals. And finally, we come to our unlucky number of tracks, which happens to be the 13th and final. Sacrilegious Suicide is another one that brings back the operatic choir to make a triumphant and epic finale. So what are my thoughts about the whole album? Obviously, the vocals seem to be the most impressive thing about all of this. The sheer amount of lung power it takes to keep going on and on like that baffles me. I happen to be a vocalist myself, and I am completely stumped. As for the music, there is absolutely no denying that it's among the heaviest I have heard in a very long time, with the excessive downtuning of the strings. The bass really ties the drumming and guitar work together in a smooth and even mix. Nick's flawless ability to bass drop for the breakdowns with just the right timing is a very nice touch. When it comes to the structure of the songs within the genre, the band is good at what they do. It's hard to find a slamming deathcore band that explores new avenues when it comes to melodies. For the average listener, it could be difficult to tell the songs apart, but I don't listen to a band like this to overanalyze guitar riffs. Clearly the chugcore style is what they're going for, and they nailed it. I strongly recommend this one to anyone who desires to make people kill each other in a mosh pit. So without any real critiques, I can really only give this a well-deserved 8.5 out of 10. 
please make sure you go show your support for this band by buying the digital copy of their albums on Bandcast. 